Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay. Round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman, co-editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com with you for another episode of the Steelers Preview. You know, I have to be honest with you all, the listeners, the viewers out there, whether you're watching on Facebook or YouTube. We got a message from Mr. Brian Anthony Davis earlier today, and he was suggesting changing the name of the Steelers preview in the offseason. And you know, we, we heard him out, and I understand it. But, Brian, I want you to give the listeners out there a quick synopsis of the message that you actually sent. And you referenced Flapjacks, a great Lloyd <laughs> jersey. Um, why don't you go ahead and outline that for the listeners? I feel like that would be a good appropriate way to start the show. Well, you know, normal people say, hey, let's throw it up against the wall and see if it sticks with an idea. <laughs> and so my thought was, you know, we have the Steelers preview and Dave does this every every time in the offseason. He goes, what are we really previewing? <laughs> and, but we end up previewing some stuff and I'm like, I, you know, he might be right. So instead of the Steelers preview, should we call it the Steelers review or the Steelers view? just for the off season the and, and go, go ahead and change it. Yeah. So, so, but I'm like, I'm not, I don't think we really need, yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, I don't think we really need to change the name of the show, but if we, I mean, I'm just throwing it out there. So it's kind of like you throw out a pickup line at 2 AM back in the day, you throw it out there and you just see what happens. You just see whose panties end up on your floor and who's cooking your flapjacks in your Greg Lloyd Jersey the next morning and nothing else. So either way you get flapjacks. 
sorry. When he sent that to us today on our Slack channel, I literally laughed out. I was like, oh my gosh, that's only something Brian would say. Brian, welcome to the show. Dave Schofield, the other co-editor. How's it going, Dave? Uh, it's going. Now, I have to defend myself for something here. When when I say, what are we previewing? It didn't mean that I felt like we didn't have anything to preview. I just wanted to know what we were talking about. So that way no, I could no. make an appropriate trivia question that so, it's, it's not a rip on you it's just it's yeah. analysis and that's what just we kind of do here well so, yeah. just for the same reason we're changing the name of know your enemy because there's no reason to call it that until in september when we're talking about another game so we're we're going to change the name of that temporarily in the off season just like last year we changed the name of the hangover to the q a just because mm -hmm. i mean what are we what are we hung over about so you know that's kind of what we're looking at here just just trying to you know clean it up that's just how my brain works do we need to tinker do we not need to tinker you know <laughs> no, it was we're, we're always the, looking forward on this show so it we're was, previewing <laughs> it was less about the changing of the name it was more about the analogy used when he was offering it <laughs> well you know what there's been a crap ton of news today I mean, literally, it's just crazy. I feel like I, I would have it queued up, but the last time I played a song on YouTube, um, I, we got it, YouTube like gave us a strike and said you can't do that because it's copyrighted music. I feel like we should be playing "Boys to Men." It's so hard to say goodbye right now. You know, Dave. If Dave and Brian want to sing it, I mean, we could we could try. I mean. Dave, go. Ahead. Oh, do you want to do? You want to do that one, or do you want to do the one I sang earlier? What were you gonna say? What were you gonna say? I will remember you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> will you remember me? Uh, Randy Peters gone, man. Randy yeah. Lands. <laughs> See ya. He's it's out like so a long <laughs> You say goodbye to Randy Lands. There you go. Randy Feedner is gone. I'm sorry. People want to say his contract wasn't uh was not yeah. extended. He was fired. He yeah. was fired. Period. It's just a nice way of saying thanks, but no thanks. You're fired. You're done. See you later. Dunzo, as I always call it. So he is gone. He's <laughs> that's good. Getting done with this is not for feeder. We should be playing beat it. I like that. Uh, he's out like the log jammer at Kennywood. Guys, there is going to be <laughs> you get it. Okay. We there's a lot of other news that we're gonna get into. Don't worry, but we yeah. want to focus a lot on this feeder crap because he was a load of crap, and I was so sick and tired of him by the end of this season. Rarely ever do I say like this guy needs to go. But I was saying at the end of the season, this guy needs to go. Now, there's a ripple effect here. And that's the, the the title of this episode in this podcast is what is the extent of this ripple effect? And it's to me, it is it's lengthy because when you tie it in with some other news. So let's be honest, guys, I'll ask you real quick. Yes or no. When you heard the news of Feetner leaving after you rejoiced and said, thank you, Lord. Did you immediately think they're just going to promote Mad Canada? Brian, go. Absolutely not. Uh, everybody's been saying that I'm the guy that thinks that they look outside the box and I don't think they are looking to appease Ben Roethlisberger this time around. I think when they did that, when they brought Randy in three years ago, there was not even a search. They said, Todd Haley, you are not extended. Oh, by the way, Randy Feetner's our new offensive coordinator. And we knew what that meant. 
this time around, with maybe one year of Ben Roethlisberger left, they're not looking into bringing a guy just to make Ben happy. And now with Canada maybe looking elsewhere, there could be someone else and without any regard to Ben's feelings on this. Dave, did you think it was going to be Canada? Yes or no? Uh, you and I did a little breaking news podcast right after this happened. And that, if you haven't checked that out, that's on the audio feed. And what I said is, I think that that was a high possibility that that's what the Steelers would do, but that's not what I would be in favor of. I, you know, it looks like the, the Steelers may not even be able to keep Matt Canada at all. Apparently he's interviewed for the OC job in Miami. Don't know if he'll get it or not. That still remains to be seen. But ultimately, I would like to keep Canada in the role that he's in and have some influence on things, but get somebody new, somebody different coming in. What the, how that translates to one BTR, Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger, is very, very interesting because does he really want to dive into having to do all, you know, with do a big transition in into a new OC? But it seems like the Steelers are like, you know what? We made these decisions for years with Ben in mind. It's no longer time to make those decisions with Ben in mind. We got to do what's best overall. As they alluded to, Matt Canada was, I think it was today, or at least he was down in Florida today. He's interviewing with the Miami Dolphins for their vacant offensive coordinator position, and it does not mean that he's going to get that job. Um, Steeler fans should know from Omar Khan, who's been, um, he has had interviews with the Texans, as well as with the, help me out here, guys, Panthers? the Carolina Panthers. Yes, the Carolina and Panthers. And Cracker Barrel, I think, too. I mean, he's interviewing <laughs> everywhere. And he hasn't gotten the job yet, so let's not, put the cart before the horse here. But the fact is, is that Canada is viewed as kind of a commodity and the Steelers are going to have to move quick if they think that they're just going to be able to keep him. So for once, I agree. I'm not for once. I agree with Dave, but for once in since 2004, Ben Roethlisberger, and maybe you guys disagree with me, should have absolutely zero input on who they bring in. Because even if they come back, even if he comes back next season and collects his 40 plus million dollars, well, counts what? as forty plus million dollars. Counts as forty Collects plus nineteen million dollars. That's that's a that's yeah. okay. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> regardless of how much he actually puts into his bank account, the fact of the matter is, is that with Ben Roethlisberger, you know you have it. I think at most one year, and then you're gone. Then it's gone. And if Ben doesn't want to learn a new offense, then Ben, you're done, or you can play somewhere else. Guys, you agree with me here, or you disagree, Brian? What do you think? I absolutely agree. You cannot make a decision for 53 players and a coaching staff and a uh, fan base and an organization based on the wants and needs of one guy. What about you, Dave? You agree? Yeah, but I mean, it's he's only got one year left on his contract. This is kind of almost like... This is almost like a pooper get off the pot moment that they're trying to say to one BTR is that, hey... You're here for one more year, and that's all for now. Either you want to say, I'm going to come back for longer than this or for on a much more team-friendly deal where we can actually do something with the salary cap, or this might, you know, this might be the whole notion of he's really got to get in or he's really got to be done. I, I think that, you know, if Roethlisberger is saying right now, I can't believe they fired my guy, number one, they, they fired – 
They fired Randy. Event. I agree with Brian, and I said this on my Let's Ride podcast on Wednesday. I agreed with Brian when he said there was some. They definitely were not seeing eye to eye 100 this past season. You could just tell from the media availability that they had. But on top of all that, the Steelers have to think long and hard about whoever they bring in. Let's be honest. This is not an attractive job. Not at all. I mean, besides the fact that you would be the offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers, which, yeah, some might say, wow, that's a Steelers offensive coordinator. You don't have a really good shot at being promoted to like the head coach. Um, the past few coordinators have been you know, obviously ripped to shreds in the media and by the fan base. I don't think that ties into anything, but who's going to want to come and take a job where Ben Roethlisberger is a if if Ben Roethlisberger plays in 2021, that Ben Roethlisberger comes back and plays and then maybe he's gone, and then you don't know who's going to be your quarterback. This, to me, not an attractive job. Brian, do you think it's an attractive job for a potential offensive coordinator? Yeah, it is for the right guy. If it's for a guy that is not looking for to be the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, but maybe is in transition. I mean, you've seen guys like Jason Garrett just took a job last year with the New York Giants. He's looking to get back, get some experience again, not experience, but he's looking to get his coaching mojo and his resume back up to be attractive, to be a head coach again. I keep on thinking of a guy like Anthony Lynn from the Chargers. Very good offensive coordinator. He would be a perfect fit for this team to come in. He's a guy that is a head coach, wants to be a head coach again. He's been around. He's had success in a lot of places with offenses. I think he's versatile enough as well. So I I actually think that the offense that they ran last year in in uh, I was going to say San Diego, excuse me, in Los Angeles, is is that kind of offense that uh, he is adaptable? You saw what uh, um, Justin Herbert was able to do there. He kind of reminds me a little bit of a young Ben Roethlisberger in a way, with his size and and uh, just all together. Just watching this guy, I kind of think you bring a guy in like that and say, "Hey, you're here to audition for another team." We might have you for two years, but we might be able to get some success out of you. Dave, do you think it's an attractive job? I think it it can be when you if you look at it this way. Okay, first of all, I do want to say that I I feel like the Steelers, even in both coordinator spots, have had success in the past of taking people that were head coaches and didn't cut it as head coaches to have them come back to be coordinators or other positions. They've done that before. I mean, think about that. That's what, that was Dick LeBeau. That was Todd Haley. That was even Mike Munchak. Okay. The, the, that kind of situation. I just don't know that that's what they're going to do this year. I think it was Thaddeus that said it in the live chat. Another thing that's attractive, the Steelers don't really fire coaches. They just let you get to the end of your contract and not bring you back. So if you sign a contract, there's a good chance. You know that you're going to be there for that time unless you get, you know, promoted somewhere else, you know, to, to where you can do that. Here's what I think is interesting. What was the problem with the Steelers offense last year as much as anything? It was the run game. It was the offensive line being able to block and have a successful run game. So if you come in and you know that you have these, even even if Juju doesn't come back, that you still have these other quality wide receivers, maybe Ben Roethlisberger, maybe not. Um, 
but know that you can kind of you have some other coaching positions available there as well. They're, they have an offensive line coach. They have a tight end coach. If you think you can bring the right people with you to revamp that run game, what was missing from the Steelers, and you already have a pretty successful passing game, especially if you have time to throw the ball, then that could be attractive by, by being able to implement some of your own people as well. It's a good point. And, you know, I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers, it's crazy to me, at least, how a lot of these teams are really, they're pulling the trigger quickly on these coaching hires. And maybe it's because many of these interviews are not happening face-to-face. They're all just being done virtually, and they're able to have them a lot faster and answer the questions. I'm not sure. But, guys, how fast do you think, let's say over under Monday morning, Monday morning, the Steelers hire a new offensive coordinator. Brian, well, before or after, same thing, over or under? I think after. I think it's going to take – I think there's going to be a little bit of a search unless they want Matt Canada. If they want Matt Canada, they'll make him an offer. They'll say, you don't go to Miami. We have plans for you here. Then you're going to hear something. If that doesn't happen, I think later. Dave? Brian is exactly spot on with this. The re- if it if it's someone from within, it will be quick. If it's not, it will take time. My vote is we might be able to talk about it next Thursday, but there's a decent chance that we won't. Okay, so let's, for the sake of argument or debate, let's just say that it's not Mad Canada. He's not their guy. He's not where they want to go. If he wants to stay as the quarterback coach, they're more than willing to have him. They just don't want him as the offensive coordinator. If you could handpick someone that is available, and Brian already said Anthony Lynn, I'm going to ask him to think of someone else, that you would want to potentially come in and be the coordinator, Dave will start with you to give Brian a chance to think about it. Dave, who do you think? Who would you want? Oh, that's tough because I like the whole idea of Anthony Lynn. My, Michael Beck has a has a whole list. He, he's got it ready to yeah. go. Um, here's an intriguing one that Sears Nation is not going to like. But I, because I think it would be a lot like a Todd Haley move, is Adam Gase. Oh boy, that he would be not a good head coach, but he was a good offensive coordinator. You know, I just don't know that he fits with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Would you say that Todd Haley was a good coordinator? I would say he was a good offensive mind. I would. I don't know that. To me, to be a coordinator, you have to. How do you say it? You kind of want to have your players believe in what you're doing. And he was so abrasive that they didn't believe in him as a person, I believe. Okay. Okay. No, that's fine. Uh, Brian, anyone other than Anthony Lynn that you would be interested in having the Steelers bring in as the offensive coordinator? Yeah, I'm thinking of uh, I'm thinking of two guys. Brian Schottenheimer is one of those guys that I mean I know uh, you know there's a lot. He got fired because the Seahawks had problems down the stretch as far as offense. But you know I really think Schottenheimer is a good young mind there. Hey, I am not completely opposed to what Dave just said with Adam Gase. And here's one that gosh, it's it's kind of a it's kind of a ho hum one. But Jim Caldwell has always been a really good offensive coordinator, better than a head coach. He took a team to the Super Bowl as a head coach. Of course, you know, a lot of people said that was Tony Dungy's team. He still did it. But, you know, Jim Caldwell, when he was brought in, 
late in the game in 2012 to coach the Ravens, all of a sudden they caught fire as as the offensive coordinator there when they got rid of Cam Cameron, and they went not only went, but they won the Super Bowl. Caldwell could be that kind of guy that's not a uh, not a hot, sexy pick, but it's it's a solid pick. Yeah, I was going to say Schottenheimer. That was is the he, guy that I was thinking. Isn't um, he Randy Feetner West Coast? You know, is he you know, really? fizzled down the stretch, got fired because he couldn't get any kind of semblance of a running game, um, was accused of wasting good years of Russell Wilson. Isn't that kind of I don't know, the yeah. same? Just, just a few years younger. That's the biggest knock on him. But then that also would surprise me if it was kind of something yeah. that the Sealers returned to. Now let's that's the last question about Feetner, and then I'm gonna see if you guys have any closing comments before we move on to the other news. Is this the straw that decides Ben Roethlisberger's future? In your opinion, is this the news that Ben's like, I'm not doing this. I'm not, if it's not Matt Canada, who I have one year familiarity with, he knows the system. He knows what I like and what I don't like. If it's not him, I'm done. Do you think that's the case, Brian? No, because that's just, uh, that's just being stubborn at that point. When you do have all that money, you have the desire to return and you're not going to do it because you're not getting your way. I think that's foolish. It could be. I mean, I'm not saying that uh, Ben won't do that. I just think that would be, that would be ill-advised. Dave, what do you think? Who's to say that this they have they already don't have an idea what's going on with Ben? Maybe this is this is foreshadowing to what might be the story with Ben. I don't know. I don't know that he's ready to ride off into the sunset, but may, maybe this is an I when was it that I said it? Was it in the post-game show that I said, hey, if you really want Ben to move along, you could just cut Pouncey and he might just go. The other option that I had said was, well, I didn't say, but I was thinking, you know, get rid of all the coaches that Ben likes and not ask him anything about the hiring of the new ones. That's kind of the thing to do. I mean, Ben Rosberger's done so much for this franchise, but he's not the future anymore. I mean, you're lucky to get another season. And after each season, you're lucky to get one more. You can't make a decision right now. If you're going to change coordinators, you can't do this thinking that it's just this year. It's got to be for the future. So this is not with Ben Roethlisberger in mind. You know, Ryan O'Toole, I'll put this on the screen. He brings up a good point. Maybe Ben's happy to see Randy gone. It's true. We don't know. The the honeymoon phase, the honeymoon phase for those two could have been over. And he's like, look, this isn't working. Like we got to figure something out. Cause honestly, I don't think if, if Ben Roethlisberger is smart and I'm not saying that he is, you don't want to throw the ball 68 times in a game. (laughs) Not at that age. I mean, you want to be able to run the ball at least a little bit to take some pressure off of you. Um, That's how people have had success in the past. When they get up in age, he'll be 39 next year. Um, Brian, did you have something else to say? No, but I am seeing seeing a lot in the live chat of some people are saying, hey, they're agreeing that you can't let Ben with maybe one year left make the decisions like we mentioned earlier. And some people said, hey, Ben runs the show here. I think, no, I think you've got to take back the show and and remind everybody that this is the Pittsburgh Steelers. This isn't the Ben Roethlisberger football club. Yeah. So final thoughts on Feeder before we move on. Dave, we'll start with you. Anything to add? When we say we're really happy to see him go, this has nothing to do 
at least I'm saying this with with the man personally. I apparently I felt that he was a decent quarterbacks coach when he was doing that. I just did not think he was the right person to be an offensive coordinator. He could be a super great guy. I don't want to speak ill of the man as a person, but he did not get the job done, in my opinion. I felt that things were too predictable. This was one of those things that I was saying, Mike Tomlin needs to take control of his team and do what he has to do. I was saying this when they were having their losing streak. After the winning streak, in order to get back on track, if he had to, you know, kick kick Randy in gear to whatever he had to do. And this is when it's all said and done. I'm really glad that when he said yesterday, Coach Tomlin, that, you know, do it doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results is the definition of insanity, that they weren't rolling into this offseason doing just the same old thing. I love that they're shaking it up. I think that was the right move. Now all you can do is hope that um, now with um, – with with Dan being gone, Dan Rooney, that that really the front office can really get to make these good decisions and get a good person in there. That's what we hope for. The uh, I will say this because you brought up Randy as a person. Mm-hmm. For those that want my take on that, check out my Let's Ride podcast Friday morning. <laughs> okay, um, it's at the end. It's my little heart to heart segment I do at the end of every Friday podcast. I do kind of go off on a rant, so be be. Be prepared. Not saying Randy's a bad guy. Just be prepared. Brian, final thoughts on Feetner before we move on. First of all, anytime I get a Jeff rant, it is the most awesome thing in the world. You get rants from me all the time, but a Jeff rant is awesome. So I had one I on the Nickelodeon game the other day. Check that one out. <laughs> I went off about the Nickelodeon game. I don't blame you. I'm going to bring that up with you guys later. I'm going to write that down. We're going to talk about that game. <laughs> Um, let me give you two names here and these aren't candidates. So don't get all bent out of shape when I say this, but when you hear the names, Norv Turner and Wade Phillips, what do you think of great coordinators, awful head coaches. Mm -hmm. And that is, and I'd like to, uh, I would like to, uh, comment on what Dave said and commend him for what he said. Yeah. Randy was a very good quarterbacks coach. He was here for a long time, did a lot of great things, but he was the wrong guy to be put in that position. In fact, nobody gave did him any favors putting him in that position. Ben wanted him. That's why he got it. And then it kind of unraveled. He got exposed when Ben was gone, and it, it snowballed. It was even worse when Ben came back because then there became some friction based on who's running the plays. Hey, in Dallas, I'm writing up plays in the dirt. Randy's like, no, you didn't. But when things go wrong, oh, that's all Ben. Ben's doing all that. So, yeah, it got ugly at the end. He was in the wrong position for his skill set. He is a very good coach, and I have no problem with it. I'm sure he's a wonderful guy. But after what happened last year, when I saw how he was throwing Mason Rudolph under the bus at certain times, if you're a fan of the show, you remember four words from me, and that's no soda for you. And yeah. that was the whole rant that I went on. And the no soda for you rant was, you know, he's the kind of guy I'm sure I'd love to have a soda with and, you know, talk to. But I was so angry with the way he was treating his young quarterback, and it seemed selfish and, you know, it's very scapegoatish. So no soda for you. I wish you luck in your future endeavors. No one wants to see anybody get fired. I hope I don't get fired. 
and I'd feel bad for me if I got fired. Some people would be glad that I got fired from this position. That would be fine. <laughs> but you know what? As a man, I wish you all the luck in the world, but just not as an offensive coordinator for the Pittsburgh Steelers. There you go. Um, so let's let's talk about some of the other changes that happened. We'll stick to the offensive side of the ball, then we'll take a break and we'll come back. We'll talk about some changes that could be happening on the defensive side in terms of coaching staff, mind you, not players. So along with Feetner, two other coaches were said, Thanks, but no thanks. You're fired. We're not signed, we're not giving you new contracts. Uh Sean Surrett, the offensive line coach, was the next one we're gonna talk about. Um, old sweet feet, as James Harrison once called him, because they played together. Um, in the Mac, little Maction. So, Surrett, Dave, how many years was he the offensive line? Three, three years. He had three seasons. Uh well, how? When did when did when, when did Munchak leave? Please. Brian Munchak left. It's two eighteen. Seasons, right? Yeah, okay, so two. He seasons. left. So he is good. Yeah, yeah. Th- right. This was uh, Randy's third season. Okay, so, so Surrett. Guess he gets a good chance. Um, a lot of people were saying that they like this move because the Steelers run game was so bad. Um, but a lot of people on, on Twitter that know a lot more about football than I do were saying how that it's not like some offensive linemen have not been developed. And they talked about how Chuksakorafor came in and Chuksakorafor was kind of thought of as a bust and he played well this season. Yeah, he had his moments, but then again, so do all offensive linemen. Talked about Dotson being able to step in and, and play right away. And Dotson was pretty rough around the edges in pass blocking. And that's what he did so well in the NFL. He was graded as one of the best pass blockers in amongst the rookie linemen. So guys, when you heard about Surrett not getting, or he's not getting a new contract, he's fired. What were your thoughts, Brian? We'll start with you. First of all, I am wrong. I was mixing up the whole Randy thing and Munchak leaving Munchak left after the 2018 season. So Surrett came in in 19 and was here in 20. So I apologize for that. You know, my thoughts on Surrett, is basically it goes back to Mike Munchak because Mike Munchak was the run game coordinator too. And so when he left, everybody said, hey, we've worked with these guys. Surrett's worked with these guys a whole lot. Dave and I had discussions on shows um, and to that point that he should be able to come right in and and keep on going, especially with the uh, experience on that offensive line. You had three pro bowlers. Things kind of went south. I don't know whether it was all scheme. I don't know whether it was injury. I don't know what happened. That was just one of the, when you looked at two positions that glaring as far as, um, as far as coaches go, glaring position groups that were not getting it done. It was the offensive coordinator's job as a whole. And it was the offensive line that we talked about every single week, especially when we did the grades. Now, as far as pass protection, most of the year did great, but the running game wasn't there. So when I say it goes back to Mike Munchak leaving, it's because he was the run coordinator and they lost a lot of that too. And Surrett could not do that. So I think that was kind of the death knell for him, especially with the way things went down the stretch with no running game. And the fact that uh, the offensive line was starting to really show a lot of, uh, a lot of chinks. Okay, Dave, what are you, yeah. <laughs> well, I knew what you meant. Dave, <laughs> when you heard about Surrett, what was your take? 
Sorry, I'm trying to think of what the need for Brian to put that in there. Okay, this, this I've I was the one who said when Munchak left that it was going to be Charette. I knew it was going to, and I I mentioned to Jeff earlier. What was it like three hours after he left? They hired, like they knew, and I said the one thing the Steelers couldn't afford to do was to lose both of them because people, I don't know if they realized that Surrett predates Munchak. He actually, before Munchak came in, he was like the assistant. He wasn't the official. They didn't give him the the title of assistant offensive line coach until Munchak's last year. He was just an offensive assistant because they didn't, they just didn't call him that. But he was the de facto offensive line coach for part of the season before they brought Munchak in because they demoted the guy that was there before. I thought it was. You know, thought it was a, a just a, a a youth movement. You know, was he was he the next big thing? You know, worked with Munchak, everything else. You don't want to lose this guy. He could be the next big thing. And you know what? Apparently, he wasn't because the Steelers didn't b- believe in him to bring him back. Personally, I was having a problem with the blocking philosophy. And I've said when it comes to the run game, that basically they were still they had their offensive linemen standing tall and turning guys. And I've I've seen this in, in in my past coaching of the philosophy of not driving guys off the line. Your job is to engage and get them turned away from the play. And I what I'm not a big fan of that because you never got any kind of movement of the line of scrimmage and things. I didn't like the philosophy behind the run blocking. I don't I assume that was Surrett. And if that's the case, then I understand why they let him go. They did have another uh, um assistant offensive line coach this past year. It was Adrian Clem, I'm pretty sure is, is who that was. I don't know if he's a candidate for the job. I don't know if it was one of those things that you know, maybe they liked him more than Surrett, or if they're going to be looking from outside. Once again, I'd like to see someone come in with a new philosophy because um, I think that's part of what's going on with the Steelers right now. They're getting recycled philosophy by co- by constantly keeping the same people in there. So maybe it just – maybe he didn't have the right people. Maybe it was the aging offensive line with all the guys over 30. Or, you know, maybe he did do some great work with Dotson. Maybe it was the assistant offensive line coach that did all the great work with with someone like Dotson. I don't know. All I know is that the Steelers, who have much more knowledge, inside knowledge about the subject than what I do, made this decision. Now, Dave, let me ask you a quick question before we take our first break. You said that you didn't like the running scheme, the blocking scheme. Is that typically the coordinator or is that typically the offensive line coach that does that? That's a really good question that I don't know that I necessarily have the answer to. It should be, it should be a combination. It's I don't right. know who was who was pulling more weight. Was it that the offensive line coach was saying, This is how we can block it for you? Or was it the coordinator saying, This is how I want you to block it? I don't know what goes on behind closed doors. It could have been either one. Okay. Let's just say this. If it was Mike Munchak, I could guarantee that some other that that Randy Feigner wasn't going to be telling him the way he wanted things done. And who knows? Maybe that's what happened and why Munchak left. Maybe Feigner wanted things blocked with a certain style and Munchak knew it wouldn't work and left. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. I can't say for sure, but okay. Never know. All right, so if you're on our audio platform, you're going to head over to part two. We're going to take a quick break. If you're watching live on Facebook or on YouTube, don't go anywhere because we won't go anywhere. And when we come back, we'll talk about some defensive changes as well as a retirement on the coaching staff. We'll be right back.
It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.